Dear friends in Christ, welcome to church. It wasn't too long ago that the newspapers around the world described the throngs of people that had come to get a glimpse of this man who symbolizes for many around the world what the Christian church entails. And it was reported that Pope Francis, who came to Brazil in July, celebrated one of the largest masses in generations there in Brazil. Even though we as Lutherans do not look at the Pope as our spiritual head, as the Catholics do in our world, we do respect him as a church leader who is being used by God to challenge injustices and call people back to God. But it is not because of the Pope or any other Christian leader in our world, that the church is alive and growing. Christ did not build his church on the power of church hierarchy. Roman Catholics believe that the Pope traces his authority and power back to Peter, who is said to have been the first Pope. In our gospel today, we hear Christ say to Peter, You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. As Lutherans, we believe that it was not upon Peter that the church was built, but upon the faith of Peter. For in our text today, we read that Peter made that bold confession that he believed Jesus to be the Son of the living God. And upon this confession of Peter and all the other disciples down through the centuries, the church has and will continue to be built. Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the foundation of the church. Peter himself, in his first letter, challenges his readers with these words. Come to Jesus, to that living stone rejected by men, but in God's sight chosen and precious. And like living stones, be yourselves built into a spiritual house. Jesus is not only the cornerstone of our church. He is the architect of our church. He selected the site, the earth. He drew up the plan, the redemption of mankind. He prepares the building blocks as he trains you and I year after year to be those living stones. He employs the workers as he commissions us to go out into the world and proclaim the wonderful deeds of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. You know, the Bible gives us many different names for the church. The assembly of saints, the body of Christ, the flock, the bride, the salt of the earth, and so on and so on. And it says that Jesus prays for the church. He prays for you and I, being a member of the body. And he promises to keep his church safe and secure. The relationship between Christ and his church is described in many different ways. These images include Christ as the head, we are the body. Christ as the vine, we are the branches. Christ as the shepherd, we as the sheep. And from these images, we come to realize that the The lifeblood of the church is not in the body or the branches or the sheep 
or the bricks. The lifeblood of the church is in the cornerstone. It is because Christ is the cornerstone of the church that nothing, including the power of Satan, will ever be able to prevail against it. Countries will rise and fall, and philosophies will come and go, and wars and storms may even destroy church buildings, but the church itself will endure. There is no power that will ever be able to overthrow the fellowship that is held tightly together by our united faith in Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit. The church is more than a gathering place, but it's a place where we gain momentum for mission. The very word momentum implies movement and purpose and commitment. The same gospel that calls us together by its centrifugal force then also propels us out into the world. We gather in order to scatter, in other words. We are all a vital part of this movement, empowered by the Holy Spirit in every country of the world. You and I have been called living stones, building up Christ's church. But we ask from time to time, how can we do that? We are so insignificant and have so little power. What can we accomplish in building up the worldwide church of God. When I think of little stones, I think of the grotto in West Bend, Iowa, and I know many of you have been there and seen that. It's just amazing how a priest over 42 years cemented small stones together to make such a massive geological display depicting the life of Christ. And you know, Over the years, this presentation of the life of Christ through the use of millions of little stones has inspired countless numbers of people by the power of the Spirit to draw closer to our Lord. Little stones, you see, have power when they work together to do mighty tasks. And even though we may think of ourselves as kind of little stones, We have the potential, working with others in the family of God, to have great impact on the kingdom of God. Christ uses us, unworthy, sinful people, to build up his church. We do this by demonstrating God's love and mercy and grace. I pray that you are experiencing these gifts in your life today. If you're struggling today, with certain sins in your life, there is hope. Our Lord not only wants to forgive you and heal you, but he wants you on his team. You're valuable to him. Yes, he is the builder, but he has given us the privilege of helping share what God has done in our lives as we share that with others. Christ is the construction engineer, but he takes us just like we are, and he uses us along with millions of other Christians to make up his church a grace-filled, spirit-filled, powerful force in every country of our world.
We've heard this past year about houses in Florida disappearing in sinkholes. They weren't built, you see, on stable ground. There are many, many men and women and children today building their lives on the wrong foundation and are sinking because of the storms and evils of this world. And they are looking for shelter, for a refuge, for forgiveness, for safety, a place for rest and hope. And we, the little rocks, the little stones, are being called to share that hope in Christ with them. Years ago on a trip to New York City, we took a a tour of St. John the Divine Cathedral. And I remember the tour guide saying to us as we walked through this magnificent structure, she said, there's always been construction here in this church from the time it was built till now, and it will continue to be worked on in all the years to come. It's that big, and it's continued to be expanded. Well, in the same way, the work of Christ's church around the world is never done. The church will never be complete. It will go on and on until the day of of Christ's return when we will enter into the church triumphant in heaven. The church of Christ is not a set of buildings scattered around the world, but it is rather the body of true believers scattered around the world. Someone has said, all the visible churches in the world are the scaffolding behind which the grand building is going on in the hearts of men and women. In recent months, the electricians have been working hard uh, upgrading our electrical system here at Emmanuel. They've been all over this church, in every part of it, stringing wires. And several times they've said to me, you know, this church is built like a rock. It's not so easy to string electrical wires sometimes because it's solid and there's thick walls and so on. But I was thinking about that, and I I pray that, that really what we will be known for as a church here is that we are also built upon the rock, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Christ is called in Scripture the rock or the fortress. These are symbols, you see, of stability and security. And I pray that our church will find its strength not only in a beautiful building in brick and mortar and stone, but on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ, who is at the core of what we're all about. Down through the centuries, there have been kings and princesses, rich and powerful people who have joined the Christian church. But the strength of the church lives not in the wealth or the position or the intelligence of its members, but it lies in the commitment of every single member to Jesus Christ. That's where the power comes from, by that Spirit of God within us. Each rock, no matter how small, can be great, you see, in God's eyes, because We're all connected to the cornerstone. Individually, we are nothing. But because of that connection, we are something. 
And because of that, he will continue to sweep us into action using the talents he has given us to be used in his service. I'm so proud of this congregation. There are so many of you that are connected to some ministry within the congregation. And it's because, and I know it's because, you are connected to the foundation, to the cornerstone, and that's where you get your power to serve. Paul tells us in Ephesians, So then, you are no longer strangers or sojourners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple. On this Rally Sunday, may we see ourselves as the material that God uses to accomplish his purposes in his kingdom. And may he revive us today and give us momentum by the power of the Holy Spirit to be the church that he wants us to be. The church here in Story City, but also the church as we send out funds and people and prayers to others around the world. That momentum will be used by God to bring about changes in people's lives in many different places around the world because we have been faithful here in Story City being the church of God. May this be our calling. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, that even though at times we think of ourselves as insignificant, that by your spirit, our body here can do much as we are connected to the cornerstone, to you who are, is the foundation of our gathering, of our body. We thank you for each one here and for the, their willingness to be a part of this important family here in Story City and the ways that all of us can work together to help people see your love here and around the world. Bless us, Lord, and empower us in this school year ahead as we seek to do just that, to be your church. In your name we pray. Amen.